Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. First time on the Believe in Monsters podcast. This isn't the first time we've been live. Just the isn't first it? time we've been live like this. We're live every week that we record. Isn't that how well, we start every show? I'm alive. Are you alive? I feel good. Let's check out these comments. We got the comments scrolling. Nothing. Are they already rolling? Oh, we rolling, bro. Comments no, we ain't got rolling? no comments. No comments yet. No comments. That's all right. You can. Uh, can let everybody know we're live though joe yeah we are live on the believe in monsters podcast and we are uh, the three of us ready to break down out uh, the, the big chicago bears victory over uh the cincinnati Bengals this past weekend 20 to 17 seeing our man justin fields getting involved in the game excited to uh get in uh, get into some of that how he played i think uh we got a mixture of takes of, on what the game was but uh i'm happy to be live with you guys uh check us out on the social media at monsters lounge or i think l very underscore 40 lucas berry is going to uh change up our at here pretty soon but uh i'm joined by lucas berry chris krogman and i'm joe gaither we are the three hosts of the believe in monsters podcast and we're here ready to uh, break down some chicago bears football chris krogman how you doing and uh what do you think i think you were the closest one to last week's score prediction were you not uh so start us off with your reactions to this past weekend's win over the cincinnati Bengals. I was uh, beyond excited, Mr. Gaither, for last weekend's win. I predicted 21 to 17 if Justin Fields plays, which he did play, and we won 20 to 17. So, hey, pretty close, not too shabby. Uh, did not expect to see Mr. Fields in that fashion, uh, especially after Andy Dalton led a wonderful game opening touchdown drive with a score to Allen Robinson. But uh, I was excited, thought we did very well. Defense played much, much better than week one. So, yeah, I am geeked up. Super excited to talk to you, gentlemen. Mr. Lucas Berry. How are you feeling, my friend? It's a uh, victory Tuesday. What what can you not like here? And this is the uh, this is the test coming up versus the Browns. We'll we'll see what the Bears are made of. And uh, but trying to soak in this win right now. Defense looked great. Fantastic bounce back by Desai led defense. Uh, I mean, the touchdowns they gave up were kind of garbage, in my opinion. You know, the Bengals were one. You know, one pretty bad touchdown, and the other one, they were at, like, what, the two-yard line, three-yard line, or something like that. Uh, things are looking up. Now we got Mr. Fields versus the Browns, and we'll see what we can do. 
Let's get right into it with uh, with, with Justin Fields. Uh, that was obviously the huge story from the day. Uh, Andy Dalton came out, and honestly, in my opinion, didn't look terrible. He was very protected from the coaching staff, in my opinion. He was very protected from a game plan, uh, game plan point of view, in my opinion. But he got aggressive. Uh, he, he, I, I think he, uh, Justin Fields came in for a play, and I think uh, that maybe didn't sit well with Andy Dalton because he was actually doing pretty well. And so his next play, he took off and ran. Uh, maybe <laughs> the next play or the, or, the, or the play after, very very soon after, he takes off and runs and broke off a chunk play. And I was like, all right, what do you got there, buddy? Uh, but limps off. Uh, looks like he, he, it's he ran a few times. He ran a few times before he got hurt, too. It sounds like he was trying to show Matt Nagy that, hey, I've got that in my game, too. Let me let me, let me me play against my old team here today. Uh, but they don't call him Red Rocket for nothing. <laughs> limping off. Uh, limping off with a, with a knee kind of strain, MCL, not real sure what the heck. Bone, Bone bruise. What it's being called. Uh, so we'll see uh, what his pain tolerance is. Uh, but for now, uh, Justin Fields comes into the game and, and keeps things rolling for the Bears. Uh, not really rolling, but keeps thinking this the ship afloat, and I will say that. Uh, and, and they ended up winning the game. So, uh, Chris, we'll send yeah. it right back. Or yeah, go for it. Luke. Well, would you look at that? As soon as he came in the game, the defense just suddenly woke up as if they were not playing before because they knew they didn't have a chance. Which is such bullshit, in my opinion. Uh, uh, well, we've seen it. We for the past two years, we've seen it with. You know, the end of the Trubisky era it was just like the defense was going through the motions when they knew the offense wasn't going to do anything. I don't blame them. What I, the? So, like, after that, okay. So, Dalton takes him down the field, throws a fucking beautiful pass, threads the needle to Robinson on a great timing throw, and the defense doesn't respond to that because they don't think they're going to. That's horseshit. I mean, y'all better be better professionals than that. I mean, I get what you're saying, and I'm glad they're excited to play with Justin Fields, but that's well, it's mad. It's been like that for two years. It's been well, like that for two years. Now. Well, I would play that way too for Bitch Mitchski, but still, I I I don't appreciate that kind of, that level of unprofessionalism. I agree. I don't appreciate that. That's really what's so frustrating about this defense is I think uh, that I have, I think we've all felt like this defense is very good and has a lot of talent and has been good. Uh, but it's been very apparent to me that they pick and choose when they want to be good and pick and choose when they want to enforce their will on opposing offenses uh, and when they want to be sound tacklers, when they want to be aggressive uh, and, and really be, be involved in the game. And that's been infuriating to watch over the last two years. But I mean, Maybe with Justin Fields involved and Justin Fields playing quarterback, they'll be invested. They'll be all in. They'll think that we have a chance in games. And because we have a chance, they'll they'll play harder. I mean, three straight turnovers is absolutely exhilarating. I mean, the Roquan pick six, uh, the Jalen Johnson pick, and then uh, Ogletree absolutely smashing Burrow's face and causing a third straight pick to uh blackson was was awesome uh what was typical bears is get a turnover inside the opponent's territory and kick a freaking field goal right i mean the only well, touchdown they get out of it is the pick six this time it wasn't completely the quarterback's fault though there was a few passes that went through some veteran wide receivers hands uh who normally make that catch some so, missed blocks by some uh veteran tight ends and overpaid some, uh, tight ends other tight ends Actually, not not only Jimmy Graham on that, Cole Komet yeah, didn't really that, block the other tight end, but no, he took totally. But win. he was at least 
someone in front of his guy. Jimmy Graham just got completely juked out of his shoes by he was in front of his guy until he wasn't and just like kind of toroed him towards justin it was like oh hey there you go and then he just watched it like like bro go pick your boy up two things about that those two plays from Nagy, which i can't always say this game those were fantastic play calls back-to-back plays i mean that read option was wide open justin fields did exactly what he was supposed to do it should have been a walk-in touchdown and then the next play Jimmy Graham was wide open, and Justin Fields just didn't throw it to him. And, I mean, he almost had an open Mooney, but Jimmy Graham was literally wide open on that next play. Um, I mean, we can dive into that in a little bit. Wasn't he falling down, though? No. It was basically Nagy literally put three guys across the middle. The defense kind of ran into each other, and Jimmy Graham just kind of snuck underneath. And Fields didn't even look his way. He was looking left the whole time. When if he okay. threw it right, he was just sitting there. I'm thinking of a different play then. That uh, that drop by Robinson, and then the next play, Cole Komet gets that complete bullshit OPI. I was not, I mean, that was like the only throw over the middle from Fields, but it was a good it was a good play too. I mean, I think it was Komet's only target though, which was a little disappointing. Joe. I think we've gotten a little ahead of ourselves uh, just talking about Justin Fields, and I, I blame myself for what for kind of speeding us up into the game. Uh, but is it just me, or did the Bears take the opening drive of the kick of the game straight down the field for a touchdown? And when's the last time you've seen the Bears take the opening drive of the game and set the tone offensively? Uh, that that drive, they, they go what nine plays, seventy-five yards. You know, in five minutes, you convert on third down. What three times? Uh, three times, one of them being for the touchdown, like. Just to, the, you have that drive, and we talk about the, the defense being checked into the game or checked out of the game. You start the start the game off from the lead. You're playing from the lead. I just think that's huge uh, for, for our Bears to to really try to replicate going forward, playing from ahead, starting the starting I mean, games off strong. And I think it's something that we've been really doing a poor job well, of over the last year and change. How important, Lucas, do you think it is that they started off going straight down the field for a touchdown? Well, this is two weeks in a row. I mean, they basically had that lined up versus the Rams, too. I mean, last week, Dalton marched them right down the field, mainly Montgomery, but they were in a position to score, and Dalton threw a red zone pick. Um, yeah, it's very important. I mean, if had they scored last week versus the Rams, don't you think that's a completely different game if they score on that first drive instead of throwing a pick? Like, yeah, that the momentum completely shifts, and it's going to be especially important when, when you're playing better teams like the Browns or – Packers or whoever else you need to get on the board early when their guys aren't fully adjusted to what you're doing yet and uh you know kudos to Dalton on that drive for doing what he's supposed to kudos to Nagy for scheming up a great first drive I mean a lot of those first 15 20 plays are scripted the players know exactly what they're going to run it's all about execution so yeah no it's super important especially to get the you know defense knows they have a little cushion to start they know the offense is coming out to play so it's it's big time speaking of scripted plays and execution and there was a i think it was the second drive we were inside our own 20 maybe even inside our own 10 and we called timeout with like two two seconds left on the play clock and dalton's snapping the ball and matt Nagy's calling timeout from the sidelines like I feel like this happens a lot in the Nagy era that even early in the game, we're calling timeouts 
Like, because we're running out of play clock. What the hell is going on there? Who was it? Uh, it might have been Hogan. It, it, it was one of the beat reporters uh, watching the game. And, uh, and uh, it was a beat reporter or a prominent fan uh, watching the game and asked, how come every time – how come it's been a trend of the Matt Nagy era to not break the huddle uh, with less than 15 seconds on the play clock? He takes I, forever to he takes forever to get his plays in. Do you think he's like, just thinking? Yes, he overthinks everything. I mean, he he overthinks. There like maybe play one, maybe play two, maybe play three. Which one's the best? A any mini money mo. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and that like that goes back to like the first fifteen plays we all assume are scripted. So, what the fuck is he doing? Like, get it going. Like, call the play, or, or like, are your play calls too long? I mean, is the play like eight sentences long and you can't spit it out fast enough? Like, let's go, bro. No, I, I mean, <laughs> the clock management thing. I mean, he. He probably learned that directly from Andy Reid. Andy yeah. Reid can't tell you how many times he did that early in his career. He's notorious for just burning through timeouts or shit like that. It's like it's the same thing. It, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it, it's did probably it matter. Fine. No, right? I mean, it's early it in the game. Matter. It's probably it, it, could, it could. It could. It could. But luckily, it hasn't up until this point, right? But. It's just fr- it just frustrated me. I mean, I I mean, and Dalton snapped the ball, and he kind of looked frustrated. Like, hey, why'd you call the timeout? I was ready to roll. Tanner Cole from Facebook says, after these fifteen scripted plays, Nagy gets lost altogether, and it seems like he gets lost. I agree. He seems like he gets lost in the sauce. I think that uh, uh it's definitely something that maybe Bill Lazor can help him out with, or you know, do you think it's something that gets better? moving to Justin Fields uh, because he's been overthinking uh, quarterback deficiencies, or maybe this is something we see continue and carry on. should be easier with Andy Dalton. I feel like you should be able to, I mean, obviously you're going to call plays to his strengths, but you are going to be feel comfortable calling a lot more variety of plays with Andy Dalton, as opposed to Justin Fields, where you might be more selective on what you want to give him. I mean, I think Nagy calls, you know, a lot of the same plays repetitively throughout a game. So if he's only calling the same 10 to 15 plays, does it really matter who's that quarterback? Well, Chris, you know, what's ironic about what that, what you just said is the play where fields threw that ball to Goodwin near the sidelines and he had to leap super high for it was the same play fields threw the pick on later in the game in a different formation. Because originally Fields is looking for that out route as his number one check. Well, they had that covered and that linebacker snuck across the middle and he waited too long to throw it to his check down, which was the guy streaking across the center on the drag route. It was the same exact play. It was just in a different formation and Goodwin was in the slot instead of outside. But to your point, yes, it's just recycled plays and route concepts in different formations which I don't really have a problem with if you're going to throw wrinkles like that into it, you know, like different formations, different, you know, whatever round concepts, all that shit. That's fine with me, but you need to build off of it as well. Like it has to go like a, to a double move or to, you know, a a run concept on top of that. Like you saw it even with the freaking the lions last night where they ran that like, trap three times or four times in the first half 
And then they had Hawkinson pulling out in front of Jared Goff, and he's roll, he's running for 17 yards. I mean, you just don't see that kind of building plays with Nagy where he, you know, you see the same type of play over and over again, but then, boom, there's a wrinkle, and it's a touchdown. Like you used to see it with the Packers all the time where they'd run that slant at you all day long. Next thing you know, it's a sluggo for a 40-yard touchdown. Yeah. I mean, so – while we're talking about this, let's just go into how the game evolved when Andy Dalton went out and Justin Fields came in. So I know a lot of people were like, all right, Nagy's not playing to Justin Fields' strengths. He's not rolling him out, blah, blah, blah. This kind of goes back to what Joe talked about last week where he said um, Matt Nagy kind of gets in his modes and he doesn't change. Now, here's the thing. You're going to maybe practice two or three days, full practice, full pads per week. It's not a lot of practice time for two QBs, right? So you have Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, two completely different QBs. You're really going to only install a game plan for Andy Dalton. So you're getting the quarterback and the team ready for one game plan, and that is Andy Dalton's going to drop back in the pocket. He's not going to roll out because he's not mobile, and he's going to dink and dunk down the field. So when Justin Fields comes in, it's a completely different playbook, but you didn't really install any of that in the short time you had to practice during the week. So for the people saying, oh, he didn't, call plays Justin Fields' strengths, well, it's not totally true. I mean, you can only do so much in the short amount of time you're given during the week to prepare. That being said, I did see Matt Nagy incorporate some Ohio State route concepts after halftime, which I like to see. A lot of that crosser drag route across the middle of the field is just an Ohio – like basically the route that Mooney ran where Fields threw a strike to him going across the field to the sideline. That is an Ohio State staple. So and- – and Fields now, did have 10 carries. I mean, that's... Well, a few of those were kneel downs. I don't... Those don't count. I mean, those count towards stats, but... Well, even... Okay, fine. 10, 8 carries. Whatever. The only, the only reason I'm saying that is because I heard some bozo like, oh, he only averaged 3 yards per carry and he had 10 carries. I'm like, yeah, 3 of those were kneel downs. Freaking watch the game, idiot. <laughs> I, I hate that dude so I, like i was listening to the the fantasy footballers and they were like oh yeah justin fields didn't do this and that great and i'm just like you clearly didn't watch the game and then the next day like oh i rewatched the film and his no his game was a lot better than the stats tell well yeah he had multiple drop passes that probably would have he probably would have had two touchdowns for 150 yards and maybe seven of 13 passing i mean that's a pretty good stat line if you ask me but there's yeah, when he throws that same ball next year to Devontae Adams, he catches the fucking thing. <laughs> oh. We'll see. Oh. Okay. Hot take. So, yeah, okay. Uh, so that's – Joe, I'm going to let you chime in on this, though, because I know I use your example of Nagy just running the same shit. Um, but, I mean, how do you feel about what I just said about Fields coming in and basically running Dalton's playbook? I mean, I th- – yeah, I think you. I think I don't you, know. you make good points, I th- and especially what I was going to piggyback is is you, you've got a drop, you got a deep drop by Mooney off his fingertips. I ran really two. Mooney, Mooney, Mooney had to kind of go right off his hands at different points in the game, and then we're we're all thinking about the Allen Robinson right through, you know, right through the bread basket. Uh, you you catch those three passes, and you know your stat you just go up in, uh, immensely. Uh, we're we're looking at a quarterback rating uh, with just the Allen Robinson reception from what was it 22 or some something like that in, in the low 20s up into the low 70s bumping him bumping you up 50 points on from one play he didn't play terrible now 
he didn't play great. He, he played like a rookie. He played like a rookie with a lot of athleticism. He played like a rookie who is exactly like you said, Lucas, coming into another man's game plan with a lot of athleticism. And he did, he, he has some things to clean up. You see some of the things that maybe Matt Nagy's confu- uh, concerned about. Uh, but but I but I think you're exactly right, Luke. You can't you can't just say, hey, remember all that shit we ran in training camp that we, we, we was specific for, for for Justin Fields. You know, especially you think about J- Jason Peters. Oh, we're gonna have to run this now, Jason Peters, and you haven't run any of it uh, since you've been to Chicago. Probably, I think we'll see a much different. Uh, approach from Matt Nagy. What I'm hopeful for is that he won't eliminate something. He won't eliminate something before the game. He, uh, you know, it, it, my my biggest like flaw for Nagy is I feel like he he scouts another team and says they're gonna take X away from us or they're gonna take Y away from us, and then he doesn't even try X or Y. He just concedes that the other team will take it away from him. I hope to kind of see him not make those not make those uh, predeterminations. Get into a game, play what you want to play, dictate to a defense, and if they take some stuff away, we'll adjust later. But 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 really, uh, it's t- just to circle it back and round it up. I think that Justin Fields played okay in another man's game plan. I think that uh, in a game plan tailored to him, uh, we'll see some of those errors get cleaned up and some of that stuff look a lot better. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, you know, the kid played well enough uh, coming into the, given the circumstances, coming into the middle of the game, uh, not having a game plan surrounded by him, not getting the snaps with the ones that we've talked about. Uh, We talked a little bit about this pre-show with him not having uh, an O-line that he knew well enough to to trust that he kind of you know backed himself into a couple sacks or kind of rolled out when he didn't need to when he had a clean pocket who knows if he could have trusted it uh the things he did you know kind of erratically were you know pulling the ball or handing the ball off when he didn't need to when he probably should have kept it himself Uh, a couple accuracy issues but that's going to be better with timing uh, Goodwin could have come back harder on that comeback route that he that he missed to start. His, like I think it was his first throw of the game. Obviously the Robinson drop. Um, I mean he's he's gonna be he's gonna be fine. I mean I think it was a fine performance. He was not a, not happy with it. Uh, obviously because that's who Justin Fields is. That's who we've learned. Uh, this kid works hard and has been in the spotlight for his entire life. So he knows what is expected and will. Uh, we'll get better at that. But uh, when he did get that third and nine pickup to basically seal the game, he popped up with a big old smile on his face. So he knows what's up. He's ready. Sc- scary slide. <laughs> it was a little, it was, it was, it was a like a baseball choppy. slide. It was a baseball slide attempted where his leg got caught. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, you hit it on the head. Um, just if people haven't checked it out, check out the JTO Sullivan breakdown of fields debut um there is some stuff to clean up you know the footwork was a little inconsistent and uh you know like chris said just sometimes in the pocket he just clean pocket and he just kept backing up and and like it's crazy because he made like that robinson throw like his timing was off but his arm is so good that it like the ball was on the money but like yeah i mean if the if the timing is better and the feet are better um, you know, a lot of these throws instead of guy, you know, Mooney diving for a ball out of bounds, maybe Mooney catches that in stride and scores a touchdown. So uh, those are all things that we'll see cleaned up here in the next few weeks. And we'll see a playbook catered 
to fields, which will be play action, rollout, um, probably a lot of QB design runs and powers and read option. It, it's going to be fun. Um, but Chris, I mean, you were you were definitely right about the big man up front. The line has impressed me. The two tackles of Fetty and Peters have been pretty lights out, if you ask me, um, for what the expectation was for them. I think the line as a whole has been solid, except for Mustafer. I am... I'm kind of at the point where I'm ready to replace Mustafer at center. I don't, he's just, it's the same shit as last year. He gets overmatched up front. He's been pretty abysmal blocking. He he cannot stop a bull rush to save his life. Would you call him Bustafer? Oh, I don't know what I, I don't know what I would call him, man, but he's not it at center. I, yeah. uh, I've seen enough of the Mustafer experiment and it's been a fun ride because he has had, He's shown flashes, and we're like, okay, yeah, if he shows up stronger, you know, he might have it. He's not stronger. He's still kind of getting his ass kicked at the point of attack, and it's not great. No, he, it's definitely a position of concern. Um, well, it makes you wonder, do you put do you put white hair back there and then slide in bars, or do you put bars at center? Is it time for that yet? No, I'm kind of at the it, point it where Daniels, I should be Daniels, man. It should be Daniels. I mean, I if, like if you want to go bars. with the – I'd be okay with bars as well. I mean, we, you know, we talked to, we talked on Twitter about this a little bit, you know, what's the best five. Uh, I can't remember who it was that I was talking to, but uh, yeah. yeah, I was not talking yeah. to Olin Kurtz about it. He was getting into it with uh, somebody else on Twitter over the week. Yeah, it's Daniels, Whitehair, Bars, Afedi, and Peters is probably the best five. And I agree. No, I agree. That's that. I'd be fine with that. Let's head to a Tanner Cole-esque question. This one's going to be for you, Chris. Why does Andy Dalton get rid of the ball so fast, even when he seems to have time? Certainly not always. At minimum, Fields went downfield more, and he adds that he bets Allen Robinson will start to care a little bit more with Justin Fields behind center. So what do you think about uh, Andy Dalton firing the ball out quickly? I mean, I think that's who Dalton's always been. I mean, he is a, a veteran timing type quarterback. Uh, I just don't think he has the arm strength to to chuck it deep anymore. Uh, we've seen a few times where he did try to go downfield over 15 yards and it just didn't look great. So uh, and the other thing is, I think through these first two games with the O-line still kind of gelling coming off of mostly uh, an injured preseason, uh, you know, you had Daniels missing time, didn't even have Peters. Uh, you had a Fetty missing time. Uh, so all those guys are still gelling. So they didn't really have, you know, time to work together. So getting the ball out quick kind of benefits them. At least with fields, he has the talent to chuck the ball downfield. And if he needs to get out of there, he can scramble around a bit. Kid needs to work on his pocket presence a little bit. He's going to learn that with, uh, with more playing time. Uh, obviously, so he can get that feel on the fields, as I think I just quoted the uh, Hoga Johns podcast, but that's okay. We can steal as long as we give him credit. <laughs> and I do think Robinson will trust uh, fields a little more. Too bad he can't catch fucking touchdowns, though. This is going to be here. This is Robinson is due this week. He really is. A, I, I think this is going to be a huge week for A-Rob, to be honest with you. And I think Nagy's going to scheme up to get him the ball a lot this week. I just have that feeling in my stomach. I I hope so, and I hope. I mean, what does he have? Sixty yards total after two games, like it's very, it's very un-Robinson. You know what I mean, though. It's very un-Robinson-like, and if there's a guy who's going to bounce back from a bad drop, it's him. I I really do think that. No, I agree. I mean, he's look for all the shit I gave Allen Robinson last year. 
he is a phenomenal receiver and has made some amazing catches for this team. Uh, I do not like the Twitter drama. As no. I've said multiple times, I don't need to see his agent doing a fucking countdown of how many games left he has playing for the Bears. But uh, if he keeps... It is. It's unprofessional, and it's your only that, client, bro. Is that how you read that? I just read that as in you lost one game, there's 16 more to play. I didn't read that as in there's 16 games of Robinson left on the ground. 16 more games till he gets a contract that he wants. That's how I read it. Whether well, look, I mean, honestly, if, if Robinson has a mediocre year, it's probably the best thing for the Bears because then they could probably get him for the number that they want and not the number he wants. Maybe so. And if that's what it comes down to, fuck it, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, Robinson. I'll take him at a discount. You just bring me somebody else. I mean, I want to see a high draft pick used on him a two or a three at the latest. Or, you know, I I know there's not really a free agent out there that we've talked about. Lucas, I know he's not your favorite guy, but I brought up Mike Williams in the offseason. Uh, he's looked pretty goddamn good this year. He has. It's just a health issue with him. Yeah, he just That's can't a- land. He just needs to learn how to land. Maybe he takes like a jujitsu class. Body receiver who likes to go up a high point of ball. I that's what I'm saying. He just needs to like learn like maybe he takes like a judo or like a a tuck and roll class over the in the off season and learns how to like use his body weight correctly. Michael Gallup is more my speed. He's hurt. I I would still rather sign him than Mike Williams to be honest with you. Mike Williams also gets hurt, so that's literally what we just talked about. <laughs> regardless, we can get into that later. Um, I mean, approaching the halfway mark. Yeah, go ahead. I'm what's sorry. some other positives about this game? Um, I mean, we we mentioned the defense earlier. These guys. Well, before we get to that, let's just first state that Fields gets in the game. He throws over ten yards in attempt to Dalton's. Like, what was it, six? So yeah. Fields is definitely chucking it. Um, great to see. I think he was top three in the league this week in yards downfield. So it's just like this is the modern NFL, like slap in the face Bears fans. I know you're not used to it, but this is what it is. You need guys chucking, you know, at least 10 yards average downfield is is great. I mean, that's, that's what you need in modern NFL. But uh, Monty kind of got shut down. Chris, I talked to you about this before the game. On Sunday, I said, hey, this Bengals defense really shut down Dalvin Cook. You know, I'm a little scared for Monty today, and they, they did just kind of they, – they took him out of the game pretty much. What do you have, 20 carries for like 60 yards? Did he have 20 carries? He did. When Fields, when Fields came in, Nagy was pretty much run-run pass for a while. Carries, and they were – 20 carries, 61 yards with an 11 yard, a long of 11 yards. He also – Hauled in three receptions for 18 yards on four targets. He did have one 28-yard catch taken back, though. That was sweet, man. He made he made a defender look stupid on the open field. And uh, this is what drives me nuts. Nagy needs to get – this man needs to have five to six receptions every game, especially with fields. Like, it's so easy to just get him in the flat and get him the damn ball, especially without Tariq. And you have a quarterback who you just need to get some momentum. Throw some damn screens, man. Get Monty yeah, that, the ball in open space. That uh, that got called back by that Marquise Goodwin holding or whatever, but he juked that linebacker out of his shorts. I mean, that was 
such a David Montgomery type of of play. And I've been calling for that for two years to get this this kid the ball in space. I mean, he he makes tacklers miss. He never goes down on the first contact. You you get him out where he's only got one dude to beat to get five more yards. It's almost a guaranteed seven eight yard play every single time well, you get him out well, in space. Like, look look what the Dan Titans did this week. I mean, they were. Derrick Henry was kind of getting shut out of the game that first half. And what do they do in the second half? He had six catches. They were just getting him the ball. And it was like, all right, they're basically running the ball by just dumping this guy the ball. Like, find ways to get one of your best players the ball at all times. I mean, Henry has freaking feet for hands. And he had six receptions. And they couldn't stop him. Like, if feet for hands Henry can do that, I'm sure freaking fingers for hands Montgomery can do a lot better. It's two weeks in a row that Henry's had over four catches, I think. Yeah, I mean, PPR machine. It's not a strong suit of him. And that's more on the time. No. Really, like, getting him worked into the game plan, like Lucas said. And it's exactly what we need to do with Moon. And that's, that's what all the, the best coordinators do. I mean, Stefanski does it with Kareem Hunt. You find ways you find ways to run the ball through passing, basically. You're just I mean, I'm more afraid of Aaron Jones. I'm more afraid of Aaron Jones out of the backfield than I am giving him the ball, turning turn around and handing him the ball. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. And, and, and like you said, Lucas, uh, David, David Montgomery has much better hands than, than Derrick Henry does. So And better open, a, open field moves too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, a freight train move is pretty good when you're just running people over, but yeah, no Monty can, Monty can shake and bake. He's got a, he's got that shimmy shake down. All right. Well, I guess my point is Monty could probably play in the slot where you couldn't put Henry there. For sure. No, let's uh, let's let's talk about that defense you mentioned, Lucas. Uh, I thought Desai had a much better game plan this week. Uh, you had three turn what, what three four turnovers. Four turnovers. Um, fantastic. I mean, it look it looks like shades of twenty eighteen. Um, not obviously not saying that yet, but to pick off uh. Joe Burrow on three straight passes was was pretty impressive, and and overall, even in the Rams game, you know you had the couple busted plays, obviously, uh, but this defense looked much much better. Still looking a little shaky at the nickel cornerback spot and the uh, strong CB2 safety. CB two looked fine. Bill Door that saw, but, uh, that was a little that was a little off for him. Vildor has a, uh, I think his his pass rating against is like over eighty or something like that. It's it's really he's, bad. He's it's awful. it's it's worse than uh, it's actually worse than Duke Shelley's last game. Duke Shelley's was like in the mid seventies, and Vildor was over eighty pass rating against. But then you have Johnson just completely locked down on the other side. So Bears have two pretty shaky corners. So I'm a little worried about moving forward, but. I don't know. They somehow shut down the Bengals wide receivers. Just well, we talked about it last week. The pass rush finally showed up. How about our boy Robert Quinn, big money man, getting in for a sack, getting in for a, t- a, t- a, tackle, a couple t- tackles for a loss. I mean, one personal foul. <laughs> yeah, true. True. But Khalil Mack got himself a sack as well. Roquan Smith got himself a sack as well. A lot of fun to see the guys that you're paying a lot of money actually make some plays. Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson. Yeah. Being physical, I, 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 I was pretty happy with, with the with the uh, with the output from the defense. So th- All right. last week, outside well, of that, out, outside of that strip for Eddie Jackson, I thought his most impressive play 
was that tackle for loss where he beat uh jamar chase inside for for that tackle yep. that was that was very impressive for eddie jackson he he heard the critics is what i think happened now as far as the jamar chase touchdown who knows what the hell he was doing on that one but that was bad all right so this is ironically funny because I was talking mad shit on Joe Burrow. I said, this guy can't throw down the field. What does he do a few plays later? He throws down the field. The pass wasn't even good, though. The pass was literally like a freaking punt. It was like four seconds in the air. I was waiting for it to be picked off. And then just like Eddie Jackson to Sean Gibson, I'm watching it fall and chase his hands. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, was it just me or was that a pretty bad pass? The one before it was way worse where he missed the dude out of bounds by like four yards. That was pretty bad. Yeah. But they, they talked on the broadcast that he actually took air off of the throw or out of the throw and like flattened it out a little bit. So it would get to chase faster, but chase did have to adjust quite a bit to come back and get that ball. He basically uh, ran a 30 yard comeback route. I mean, I don't know about all that, but yeah, it was not a pretty, it was not a pretty pass, but it still got the job done uh, because Eddie Jackson decided to, I don't know. Mail it in. I took a really awful angle, and he it was a bad angle. Was it? Uh, was it Vildor? That was the other. That was the other corner. He and whoever the corner was collided, and obviously Jamar Chase walked in the end of that. Yeah, when I when Eddie Jackson said anyone can tackle, I didn't know he meant his own teammate. Yeah, I mean it's. Oh, the, I am Come confident on, that Jack. Vil. I I think Vildor could possibly shake things out with more reps. I'm not confident at all in Shelly or whoever they throw out there at nickel to shake anything out. They just, they've proven they just aren't good. Like, can we get Tom Sam some reps, please? Yes. Yes. I mean, some gets the this, blood out there. This happens every year, right? There's a guy that we all want to see and he never gets out there unless some fucking dramatic injuries happen. You know, it was Alex Bars last year. Everybody's like, can we can we just try Alex Bars? Can we just try him? You know, and stop stop rolling Richard Coward out there every game. Can we just try Alex Bars? And Alex Bars comes out and he plays pretty damn well and then we actually end up finding Sam Mustafer who who was serviceable, you know, for for what they ran, which is exactly what, you know, I, I like to see is that, you know, kind of old school Shanahan uh, stretch zone where you get your uh, more athletic run blocking uh, offensive lineman kind of out in space or moving laterally. So they have kind of a little bit of advantage, but I mean, that is kind of changing your entire scheme to fit one dude, but I mean, whatever. I mean, Mustafa is what he is at this point. Yeah. Um, let's get Grammy I mean, ball game. Let's up. so let's just this D line dominated. Um, I, Ryan Pace did it again. This Angela Blackson dude can play. He flat out can play. He has been great run stuffing. I mean, he had a freaking pick by complete accident. The ball just fell in his lap, but he's been damn good for two weeks. And I mean, we kind of talked about him earlier, you know, this year. We were just like, one of these unknown D linemen is probably going to be good because that's what Ryan Pace does. And what does he do? He uncovers another gem. This guy looks like he's going to be a, a staple on the Bears D line. Great rotational player. When you have you know uh, Goldman coming back in there, so um, and you get Mario you, Edwards back this week. They didn't have to cut anyone for him, right? Because he, they had some kind of exception, or they yeah, didn't have because, to cut someone. Uh, that no, it's because somebody went on the injury report or whatever. Colin. I don't remember. 
regardless, the Bears right. D-line gets even stronger this week with hopefully Goldman and hopefully um, Edwards. Edwards. forgot his name for a second. I mean, let's talk about it, though. I Going into the game this week, I think Goldman is the key. I don't think the Bears can win without him, if I'm being honest with you. I think he needs to play for the Bears to beat the Browns this week. I mean, I think that's absolutely factual. But I think Desai can... I mean, the Browns are beat up right now. I mean, you're going to have Landry out. He's already been ruled out. He's. Uh, I think he got placed on IR today, short-term IR or whatever. Uh, Schwartz and Do- and Poo-Poo Jones or Peoples-Jones didn't show up at all last week. And you got Odell coming back from his from his injury so he's going to get reps but how you know how good is he going to be that basically leaves like Njoku I mean and Austin Hooper so their passing game is is minimal is what I'm getting at yeah I'm not even worried about it though I think the Browns have a top three line in football and their run game is the the best in football in my opinion and it just it doesn't matter if you can't stop their run game you will not beat them that's what I said sell out I don't know. I'm just dangerous game plan. I think this is a listen. If there is an opportunity to pounce on the Browns, who I think are a potential uh, Super Bowl team, eventually we'll see. They haven't really shown it the past two weeks. It is uh, stopping that run. (laughs) Joe, knock that off. Knock that off, buddy. But uh, those linebackers got to come up huge this week and D line. I mean, comes down to Goldman for me. Hicks, uh, and just Roquan having an insane game. Kyrie's time. Let's uh, do – I feel like he hasn't been playing much, dude. What, he didn't really get the – Yeah. Do you really have the snap, count? yeah, have the snap counts in front of you? I'll get it. I'll get it. Um, but, no, he hasn't um, – uh, he hasn't been showing up at least much on the on the stat sheet if he is, you know, showing up on the – you know, if he is playing at all, he's not really showing up on the stat sheet because, you know, you just don't see him that much. I mean, he's got that hair, so you would think he would show up a lot more. I'm looking at the stat sheet right now. Got 13 snaps in the first week is what this looks like, and eight snaps in week number two. Yeah, that's not, I didn't, that's not I didn't notice him much out there. But uh, regardless, that's, whatever, he's fine. He's seasoning. Give us Goldman back. That's the key to this game. I mean, the Texans played them tough for a little bit until Tyrod went out. I think Tyrod kind of gave them fits. Uh, The Browns' defense really isn't as good as advertised. So this is – the Bears need to score more than 20 points this week. You know, this is the week they need to put up 24, 27 on this defense with Justin Fields-led offense. Uh, I mean, the Texans are not a good football team, and they, they brought it to them for the first half. They really did. And with those wide receivers out, I'm pretty sure Mayfield threw Mayfield threw almost 150 yards. It was tight ends, Hunter Bryan and Austin Hooper. The other receivers didn't do anything. So again, that's falling on the linebackers. I mean, Roquan Smith has has to have an insane day this week. Yeah, I'm I think you you nailed it, Lucas. It's about shutting down Chubb and Hunt. Um 
in the run game first and foremost i mean if you're not shutting those guys down and you're allowing baker to you know run play action it doesn't matter if you know the three of three of us are out there catching balls because we'll be wide open um that defense for cleveland isn't really showing up the way people thought it would clowny and um Garrett are a scary duo, but they haven't really produced as much as people thought they would. So hopefully this offensive line can contain those two as well. Um, maybe Monty can get going. Fields can obviously uh, get them to not rush so hard because he's going to be a, a run threat as well. So I think we have a decent chance to, you know, at least be in this game, you know, for a team that was a preseason Super Bowl darling, I definitely think we can hang with this Browns team if, you know, a few things go right, considering they're banged up. Well, this is the thing. I mean, I think the Browns strengths are also the Bears strengths. So, like I said, the Bears front seven and run stopping, I think, is one of the best in the league. And if the Browns are going to try and run right at him, I think the Bears can definitely slow him down. Once you kind of make Mayfield start throwing and make him play from behind, he's going to – he makes dumb mistakes. He really does. So it's kind of the same thing I said about Stafford. Like, if you put the game in his hands, do you really trust him to win? Probably not, especially not with no wide receivers. It, uh, with Sean McVay, I do. But that's – Well, the thing about Stafford is, like, we didn't – the game was over the whole – like, he was playing with the lead the whole time. If you if you're putting Mayfield on the ropes, putting him in third and longs and making him make passes. No, I agree. I, no, Baker Mayfield's I, not even Matt Stafford, in my opinion. No, I, I think he's really talented. He makes some crazy throws, but he just he's a bonehead. He really is. And he's also hurt. Like he dislocated his shoulder trying to make a tackle and an interception because he's a dumb. His left shoulder, right? His his non throwing shoulder, is that correct? Uh, yeah, it had to, but I don't know how he would come back if that was his throwing shoulder, but that still messes you up. I mean, even Stefanski, even Stefanski said he had to change his play calling in the second half to protect Mayfield. So, so get to Baker early. Shut down that run, man. Like I said, Roquan has got to show up this week and Goldman. And I, I think the bears have a, a fighter's chance, Joe. I'll let you chime in. I haven't heard much from you on this matchup. You're probably not as optimistic as me. I just think on paper, the Bears match well what the Browns want to do. Yes, but I'm, I'm concerned about Eddie Goldman. I'm concerned about, uh, you know, where you see where you see the run stopping is a big strength. Is a strength. It's, it, I mean, I feel like it is when they choose it, when, the, when they choose to play, to, 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 to be, lights on and, 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 you know, everybody home and playing. Yeah. Don't, I you, you, don't you think they'll be fired up for fields though? Fields first start, dude, they're going to be. I hope they should be. I mean, they should be. And I, and I hope so. And I would expect that from them, um, you know, but it would, the, 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 the bears have shown over the last two years, uh, three, I mean, longer, that inconsistency is, is what they're, you know, great at. And so, we're all we're expecting them to be fired up and really, you know, get ready for Dustin Fields' first start and support him well, you know. And and, and really, the, the the game is in their hands. You stop Nick Chubb, you are putting yourself in a great position to win the game. I just 
don't trust uh don't trust the professionalism i don't trust the, the, the whether these guys um yeah exactly that i don't i don't trust the, the professionalism i'm concerned week to week what, what what the out what the effort level is week to week and what the what the buy-in level is week to week and so yeah you know i, I predicted a loss the last th- two weeks and you know as we're getting near near, near prediction time i'm probably going to predict another loss like uh, I just don't have any confidence right now in this team and being coached, uh, being coached to, you know, a level of excellence that that produces consistency at a high level. You think it's any different with the defense as opposed to the offense? I mean, I I see your point about Nagy, but I mean, are, are, do you feel that the you know do you think that the side doesn't really have full control over his defense like that? I don't really know enough about Desai, or I don't really know really. Yeah, I don't really know enough about Desai. I don't want to say that because I feel like he is really well respected. I feel like you know when he was uh, selected to be the DC, all, all the defensive co- players were all excited and talking about how smart he is and how he's going to utilize them to put them in great positions. And we did see that this past week. This past week, he masked. He masked deficiencies and he attacked uh, the other offense in places where they were weak and, and he, he used his personnel in great play in great ways so good job gold star for week number two Sh- uh, Sean Desai I'm not sure I'm going to give you a gold star for week number one uh, but as a new defensive coordinator I'm kind of you know here taking a week by week for him I don't have confidence in him but I don't not have confidence in him I don't think he's a bum but I just don't quite know what really what he is yet as a DC I feel like I would be on more on your page if I didn't see the Texans fucking give it to the Browns last week. Like that alone gave me, I, I'm not even kidding. That alone gave me confidence that the bears can possibly win this game. The Texans blow. They They're are terrible. a terrible football team. And dude, they gave it to the fucking Browns. They did. They really did immediately off the bat. Tyra Taylor gave them fits. Like that Browns defense like I said, is not up to snuff. We'll see if the Bears could possibly win a shootout because I don't think the defense is just going to give up under 20 points again, but I give the Bears a fair chance in this game with a beat-up Browns team and what they showed last week. Well, right now they're going into the game as a seven-point underdog. Um, Before we get into the line, I'm sorry. We should, we should talk about the offense. We should talk about the Bears' offense versus the Browns' defense. Hmm. Go for it. The Bears, the, the, the Browns defense uh, currently this year is allowing 27 points a game, um, and they're allowing uh, 360 yards a game, 77 on the ground and 280 in, through the air. They are very susceptible through the air. Pretty pretty stout rundy, but susceptible through the air. Chris, I'll let you start. Justin Fields' debut on the road in the dog pound. I'm sure he'll have some Ohio State fans in the house, though. How you yeah, feel he's, about the Bears offense? He's going to have some friendlies uh, out there, you know, rooting for him from Ohio State. Um, and I think a lot of Bears fans will travel over to Cleveland uh, to to root on the Chicago Bears. I do kind of like, uh, I think I talked about this either on Twitter or maybe with you, Lucas, that they're, you know, kind of alluding to the fact that Andy Dalton could maybe still play and making the Browns kind of prepare for both. Not that Andy Dalton's, you know, that much to prepare for, but still everybody thinks fields is going to make his debut. Uh, I think it's going to be, 
interesting. And I hope we see a lot of, you know, kind of that Y leak type play for, for fields where he, you know, runs a handoff and you got Jesse James running down the sidelines or in this case, probably Cole Komet and he hits him on a, a rollout, big, big play back towards the other sideline. And uh, I think we have a puncher's chance with fields running quarterback and him having a full week with the ones those snaps and practice are going to make a massive difference. Uh, some of the things that, you know, I've heard from, I think on the Hogan John's podcast uh, that John DeFilippo has uh, fields doing when he's running that scout team, uh, you know, they'll, they'll run the, the play for Dalton and they'll have fields repeat play back to him and he'll basically have to mentally rep the, the, the play himself. So now him being the number one guy in practice and doing those reps himself and throwing those passes to, to uh, a Rob and Mooney and everything is going to be such a huge advantage. Uh, and I think we see dividends paid on that immediately. Hopefully we can get the run game going again. I, I think the Browns are susceptible through the air. Uh, and we're going to, we're going to see, uh, we're going to see what fields is made of. So here's the thing. I was, I was just watching some, some of the clips from last week versus the Texans. And a lot of what the Texans were doing was play action and just quick passes. It, it looked very similar to what Andy Dalton would like to run versus the Browns. They were running quick slants all game. The Browns are just playing us off coverage, giving them that underneath and, Tyrod was like he was 90 he had a 90 percent completion percentage he was just making easy passes slants all day Denzel Ward has been abysmal this year so that's I think a Rob like I said I think a Rob is going to eat this week but um we're really interested to just see this this game plan this scheme uh this week I I kind of envision Monty struggling again I think the Browns will kind of shut him out of this game kind of like the Bengals did and uh probably going to see a lot of here's the thing i think we're going to see a ton of exotic pressures from the browns trying to rattle fields it's it's going to be about the line you know making the right protections and fields changing protections up front uh possibly keeping the running back out of the pass game to max protect him and just when you bring zero pressure and it's man-to-man you got to hope Fields makes some plays downfield and makes some pay. That's the thing. Like, I think I'm sure Nagy knows this, but Fields just has to be ready for that. There's going to be some crazy pressures thrown at him for sure. And, well, Fields' deep ball accuracy will have to come into play here on those plays. And that, that's, that's honestly going to be the key to the game on offense, in my opinion. The Bears are going to have to hit two dagger shots on them. Not just one, two. I'm saying two. A-Rob's got to catch one. Mooney's got to catch one. He's got to make them pay because they're going to bring it. They're going to bring the heat, no doubt. It doesn't even have to be specifically either of those. You've got you've got a lot of fast wide receivers, a good one in Bird as well. So just taking advantage of that speed and, and um, getting down the field on them. I, I I'm using those guys as examples just because they need to catch the damn ball this week and them. A-Rob dominating can change this game. 100%. If he's just too much reward to handle and they're not bracketing him like he should be because he's a great wide receiver, he's got to make him fucking pay. He's got he's to gotta have the game of his life for Fields this week. No doubt. I agree. Last week, I put the onus on 
uh, Mac. This week it's A Rob. A Rob on O and Goldman on D. And if A Rob if A Rob has if A Rob has well over hundred yards, I think the Bears will win this game. Oh, we went so freaking bad. I just I have no I I don't know what happened to me. I don't know where when it happened, but but sometimes you know what I actually I do know when it happened. The game that you were at the Chiefs game, Luke, when it was just like this regime, this team. Oh God. And I just haven't had any faith ever since, and I'm trying to get it back. But, man, a win against the Browns would do it for me. Well, a win against the Browns would take me a long way. And I'm with you that that protecting fields uh, and really good offensive line play, strong offensive line play is going to be the key for the offense. Believe in that. They're going to bring bring more guys than the O-line can handle. It's going to be about fields staying in the pocket and not backpedaling and just making throws. He's got to step up. He can't backpedal and – throw off his back foot and get happy feet back there. He's got to step into the pressure and fucking throw it downfield. Well, I think with a game plan that's catered to him and, you know, there was that, that one sack that he took where he was backpedaling uh, the, the, you know, and Damian Williams has got to do his freaking job and get out in the flat faster. But there was a couple of times where fields had a wide open middle of the offensive line that could have, he could have busted one wide open for, you know, 20, 30 yards. So, don't be afraid to run, kid. It doesn't have to be on the, uh, you know, I know you're a throw first quarterback, but you're you're a 4-4 quarterback too. So go ahead and run it up the middle and, and get us some some yards. Uh, don't be afraid to run. And uh, I think, you know, I screen think he could hurt him. He could hurt screen him. Screen game. If, you're, if they're being that aggressive, screen game, Nagy's got to come up with some great screen passes to kind of counteract that blitz. They that can do a quarterback sit. draw too. And that, That's what I mean. That, that'll slow that'll, him down big time. I mean, a hundred percent. You start dropping fields back, and then he runs. You know, you let those guys come at you a little bit, and he runs up the middle for twelve yards a couple times. They're not coming anymore. There's a lot of things they can do, but I just, I mean, I, we all know it's coming. They're gonna, they're gonna blitz him, man. Yeah, they, dude, we trust that. Nagy to do it. We're gonna see. My bold take is that we're going to see a much different playbook this week than we've seen in, in a while in Chicago. I I do believe that it's going to be it's going to be pretty different this week. Yeah, I hope Fields is ready for it. Like I said, like when he in the preseason when he knew his plays were coming, he looked so calm in the pocket. And with this playbook and him not really being comfortable and coming into the middle of the game, uh, he just looked uncomfortable. I mean, he looked like a rookie. I mean, it is what it is. He'll be, I think, you know, long-term, no fear, not worried about it. He hit the throws he needed to hit. Could have had a couple, you know, passes get caught that didn't, and uh, and it would have been a much better stat line. But, you know, you got uh, balls-out fast receivers, you know, that are going to that are gonna be able to blow the top off this Cleveland defense and uh, – Maybe we even see Brashard Perriman this week. Who knows? Prediction time. Joe, you're up first, Mr. Negativity. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, I was happy that we scored. Uh, I was happy that we busted my prediction last week. I was very happy about that. Uh, this week, I'm thinking. Uh, Is the line minus seven or minus seven and a half? Seven and a half, total 47. Yeah, it's a little different from what I'm seeing from uh, on the ESPN guy, but right online with that. Seven, seven and a half, 46 and a half, 47. Get, depends on where you're getting it from. 
ESPN doesn't have a book. Well, I'm we're using book. Fandle here. All right. Fandle Sportsbook. Fandle Sportsbook. Seven and a half and 47 for the over-under. Uh, and I think the Bears cover. I'll take the plus seven. I'll play probably the under, which is so lame. So, so lame. Um, I'm going to go. Typical Bears. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll go. You know, we'll play it right at the number. I'll go. I'll go twenty-six to twenty, Browns. Chris, twenty-seven, twenty-four, Bears. Like it, like that. Twenty-seven, twenty-four. I would be a happy man. It would be a great Monday if that happened. It's going to be a Cairo Santos game-winning field goal. Uh, hopefully from 62 yards away. No, no, thanks. Like, how about 40? What is it? 30. 43 is our favorite number? Yeah, 43. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> from the right hash. I am going 28, 24, Cleveland Browns. Bears cover. We'll yeah. see. Damn Cleveland steamers. We'll see. I hope I'm wrong. I think the Bears will cover. I'm torn on this, though. I do think the Bears have a chance to win for sure. It's going to come a lot down to how Nagy game plans it. Do I trust them fully? Not entirely. Could be the biggest factor. We'll see. He's so he's so excited to to call these plays for Justin Fields, though. He's so. You, he, uh, do you yeah, think? Do you think so it'll be fucking excited? Do you think it's going to be tentative though? Like, no. Just, I feel like I feel like Nagy has his tendency. Like, I could see the Bears going three and out the first series, running twice, gaining like three yards, and then third and seven, he throws like a three yard pass, and then they punt it away. Something. So it's gonna. We're gonna open the game. With a Monty stretch zone, just like we did against the Rams, except play two is going to be the same play, but play action, roll out fields, bomb to Mooney, touchdown. Bear down to that. I poop myself. Get some drawers, Brady. We're going to need them. <laughs> <laughs> well, hi, Joe. Oh, Jesus. We're just Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you thrilled the nation with your T-formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears. And don't forget why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears, Bear Yeah, let's do it like that every week. That was awesome, Joe. You're bringing the heat. I think you feel like the Bears are going to win down deep down. In-
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.